and welcome to this week's episode of Advice from Your Besties. Woo! This is where we do what, Lindsay? We take your questions and we give you answers and hopefully they're good. <laughs> or at least entertaining. Mm-hmm. All right. My rich banker husband refuses to tip in restaurants. Oh, God. And I'm so horrified by his selfish behavior. I don't even know if I can dine out with him again. And my reluctance to go out to eat with him is starting to take a serious toll on our marriage. How can I explain my feelings without setting him off? I actually, what would you do? Be like, babe, you got a tip. You got a tip when we go out. Just 20%. That's Does it. he not do business with people? This is a silly question. I don't maybe, know if I believe it. Maybe he... Or maybe he's not U.S. Oh, that could be true. Yeah. Or maybe when he does business with people, it's all on the company card. So maybe he'll tip then. Maybe he is just like cheap in his own personal life. Okay. My rich, rich banker husband. Hey, I know I'm really uncomfortable every time we go out to dinner that you don't tip. I used to, you know, before you rescued me off the pole, I used to be <laughs> a waitress slash hostess and I made a living off of those tips and it's not fair for us even though we've been blessed with the ability to go eat at fancy restaurants or restaurants in general we for a lot of people this is where they work and this is where how they make their money so I'm not comfortable doing this if it's at the detriment of other people and say that when you're at dinner right before or before you go I think like when you're there getting the bill. No, in the car right after. Like the very last time. Mm. Be like, baby, I got to tell you, I love these dinners that we have. They're so very special. And you take me to the nicest restaurants. And like, I look forward to these. But for a lot of people, this is where they make their money. And you're always so kind and generous to me. And before I stopped stripping, that's how I made money was based on the gratuity and the generosity of others such as yourselves. So let's share what we have with others. Otherwise, if you're not comfortable spending the money, then I don't think we should go out to eat. He sounds like an asshole. I don't know. I feel like he'd be like, nah. You just read into words that don't have that. Well, like. It's just this assholeish behavior. Some people don't tip well, and there's no doubt about it. And we somehow attach like a value to that person. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Someone who's very, there's a gentleman that comes into our restaurant. And every time, if he sees someone he knows, mm -hmm. he buys their dinner. Yeah, that's very nice. Every single time. So Doug came in on Saturday and he's he knew these people and he's like, I want to Eric Black those people right over there. Oh. It's now become a term to Eric Black something. Hey, EB, if you're listening. To Eric Black means I see someone, I literally pay it for it and I buy their dinner. And it creates so much energy and like warmth. Like gratuity is not just gratuity. It it brings people together. Money brings people together, guys. It does. Money's amazing. You and know, yeah, if you cannot afford that 20 to 30% tip on your restaurant bill, then don't go. You just went to 30%. That's amazing. <laughs> if it's really good or like... Oh, yeah. Um, your husband's tipped me very generously. Yes. And also, if there's like a special on something or like if they like messed up something and they gave us a free thing or order, you still like tip on the full amount. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Tipping is more a sign of like graciousness. It's not, I'm sorry, that is what it is. And in other countries, it's not the same. But like, these are US norms. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, this is how we're making our money. And a lot of people working in the service industry, they have more than one job. So we really 
could use your generosity. <laughs> Don't be taking it out on the service industry workers. Take it out on the man. Yeah, your man. <laughs> ride, yeah. ride his knob later after he gives that person 20%. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Here's a doozy. I ghosted a man after six week of six weeks of dating, and now he's working with me and making my life a living hell. He, he told people I'm a serial dater, sick fantasies I had about him and about my boss. He, he he told my boss that I do drugs at work and the list goes on. He's starting to undermine everything I do, shutting down my ideas, stealing my ideas and refusing to admit that he's doing that. And he told me that obviously I'm jealous of his success and popularity in the office and it seems like a me problem. I'm pretty much at my wits end. Please help me work out what to do before my career is ruined. Oof. Well, seeing as I'm going into corporate world soon, <laughs> what would you do? What would I do? What would I do if this other person that I worked with was taking all the credit and making my life a living hell? I think you have to go higher up than beyond your boss. This is more of an HR matter. So instead of trying to like defend yourself to him and defending yourself to your boss and coworkers, it's literally go right to HR, be like, yo, this is what happened. I ghosted him. This was before we even started working here. Didn't even know that. And this is what's going on. And you have to document everything. You got to have proof in the pudding when you do present this case because it's going to come back to you. And it could backlash, you know, they don't always believe everything that you say. But I would say do that and just, you know, avoid him as much as possible at work. And stop sharing your ideas with him. But I don't know why you're doing that in the first place. I'd quit. Hmm. I guess it's going to come to that. That's going to be it's going to come to you unless you really, really need this job or like this is a really big stepping stone in your career. Start looking for a new job to quit. pivot to pivot to the new one. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. going to happen one way or another, right? I think so. And yeah, it's already too late. And it's kudos to you for choosing to ghost him because that sounds like that was the right choice because this guy doesn't sound great mm -mm. so there's that do you even really want to work in a place that supports a person like that that like listens to him or like he should have been like showing red flags all along right and so like the fact that they're like still thinking him as a quality employee ah you don't even want to be associated with a group like that yeah it seems like there's something up in the culture there Sorry, but, you know, maybe they did you a so fired and I got to go somewhere else. <laughs> okay. I inherited millions from my parents, but I'm hiding it from my husband. He's never been good with savings. He's one of those people who has a you can't take it with you kind of attitude whenever it comes to spending. I feel sick about lying to my husband, but I can't help feel he's better off being left in the dark on this one. What do you think? A hundred percent. In the affirmative. <laughs> in very much in the affirmative. I couldn't agree with you more. You know him like that. So I don't feel bad about hiding something that's actually saving him strife and probably saving you a bunch of like disagreements in your relationship because you know the second he gets that money, he's going to spend it and you're going to be resenting him for it because you're like, well, that's actually my money and now you're wasting it. Well, what are you doing with the money? Have you put it in a trust? Have you got yeah. the money to like, if he doesn't, he's assuming or you're giving the impression that it's like just cash sitting under the bed in a shoebox in your closet, like put that money to work and do something good for it. Maybe put it in a trust for your children. Pay for your college, your children's college education. Like stop being so frivolous and not even thinking about it as cash. Like your parents probably want you to do something smart with this money mm -hmm. because they did something smart with their money and thus- 
they were able to bequeath this money to you. You like that? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so don't waste your time thinking about this. The fact that he, you know, you first thing you did, right? Don't tell him you're not hiding it from him. You have made, I'm sure there's things he's not telling you about, but you have to like adults to children. Sometimes we have to do what's right. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not spending this. You're not withholding it from him. Somehow you're not benefiting. Maybe you will choose later down the line. Maybe you'll need it for like emergencies and medical care. I actually don't even think you should think of it as that. You should put it in a trust, lock that shit up and like earmark it for something that it can't be touched for something greater. Now that those are pennies from heaven. It behooves you to put in a trust or invest it or even... If it's making you sick inside that he doesn't know about the money, just say like, well, there's a stipulation on the money. No, don't even let him know. I think. No, don't even mention the word money to him. If I told my roommate that I had a million dollars, he would fucking wear me down. (laughs) Give me the money. Give me the money. We need the money. But you you could be like, it's in a trust and no one can touch it for like 20 years. No, absolutely. I identify with this person a billion percent. Do not let them know. Yes, it feels like you're being dishonest. I'm sorry. That's the only way this works because some people who burn money, are you don't know because you don't have a spouse that's irresponsible. No, that's me. It's not that it doesn't <laughs> feel the same. When you have a spouse that you can't control, even though logically you're like, hey, like that you can't even like have a reasonable conversation with, mm-hmm. they light money on fire. It is the, mo- that's even more sickening than like spending the money. And like not telling them about the money. It's safer and like you guys don't need it. Right. right. It sounds okay. like you don't need it. So you're fine. Just do something really smart with it. Like put it in a trust and forget about it and then give it to your children. Just like your parents. You know what? Say this. Don't say anything, period. And then on your deathbed. Oh, by the way, my parents left something for our children. Well, that would be a lovely parting gift. That's what you should do. Yeah. And then stipulate how the money is spent then. Okay. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Don't give it to those people who can't be trusted with it. Don't do it. Oh, my God. It's the just, worst feeling in the world. Yeah. Pretend. I this is what re- I do with my student loans. I just pretend they don't exist. So just pretend that this inheritance doesn't exist. Okay. That's not the same thing at all. <laughs> don't listen to what Lindsay's saying. I really can identify with what you're going through. So your market for somebody else and then you won't feel bad. Okay. I think you're on a roll with good advice and I'm on a roll with bad advice. So we're in a roll together. I know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Make sure you share this episode with your besties and like, subscribe, share YouTube, TikTok, Instagram at SoFiredPod and follow us, listen to us wherever you get your podcasts and make sure you see us next week. Bye. Bye. Disclaimer. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The stories and statements expressed herein are experiences and opinions. They may not represent the views of the production studio or the hosts. If you disagree with our content, that's okay. No podcast is perfect for everyone.